You're listening to Jump to Recipe, the show for busy people who love to cook. This is one of our older episodes from when we were called Time Management Insider. Back then, we focused on all kinds of time management for inside the home, not just cooking, except there was quite a bit of cooking back then too, because it was still me and I'm a little obsessed. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's jump in. This is Time Management Insider, a show where we share way too much information about meal planning and time management for inside the home. Have you thought about taking a fun cooking class one night, like a date night, or like to sharpen up your skills and learn new things? If so, if you've thought about being inspired in that way, today's episode is perfect for you because I am talking to Jordan Hammonds, who is the owner of TablespoonCookingCo.com, which is a cooking school in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we are talking about how to choose the right cooking class, what you can get out of the different kinds of cooking classes, virtual versus in-person, all of that kind of stuff. And it is a wonderful conversation. I know it's going to inspire you. I know I am looking into the classes here in Orlando now, and I cannot wait to check them out. Okay. And then after that, after I talk to Jordan, I am going through a five-day meal plan for you that has so many fun things on it. There are some hot dog sliders. There's some tropical shrimp cocktail, really, really tasty stuff. And the idea here is that you get to focus on the joyful part of cooking, the cooking and the eating. I'm doing the meal planning and the grocery list making for you. So the meal plan will be at the end of the episode. But first, let's talk to Jordan. I know you're going to love this conversation. Thanks for having me today. Oh, I'm really happy you're here because I think anybody listening knows that I'm on this bit of a journey for helping cooks and myself find more inspiration in the kitchen. And you have a recreational cooking school, which is the perfect thing for different levels of cooks and and people who just want to get inspired and get in the kitchen. So could you tell me about your background and how you got started with the school? Absolutely. So I, um, I live in Cincinnati and I did my undergrad in marketing at the University of Cincinnati and couldn't quite figure out what I wanted to do. I had an opportunity to go to culinary school here in town and I took advantage of that and kind of fell in love with it. So that led me to working in some professional kitchens. I was a corporate chef locally for a fortune 500 company and I I grew up in an entrepreneurial family and a small family business. And I think I just had the itch. So I was blogging and I had a food and travel blog, but kind of missed seeing people in person. So started teaching at some local cooking schools where I was able to 
kind of dip my toes in the water, do some demonstration classes, interact with people and really enjoyed it. So, you know, one thing led to another, it was a long story, but started teaching classes myself in a shared kitchen space here in Cincinnati at Finley Market. And that went well. And now we have our own brick and mortar store as well. That's amazing. So you teach the classes in the in the space. We do. Yes. So we do hands-on cooking classes. We have a brand new, beautiful space that was designed specifically for our needs. So it's kind of cool because we we worked in a shared space and kind of got to work, kind of got to figure out, you know, what we wanted Mm -hmm. and what worked well for our classes. And then we built out this space based on that. So we have a demo station and then we have stations where the students teach. We have burners at every station. And then we have a camera system that shows the students kind of a bird's eye view of what the chef is doing. So cutting board camera, and then they see that on their monitor above their station. So everything is really interactive, engaging, and fully hands-on. So you're you're doing every step of the way. That sounds so exciting. Can you give me a sample idea of like what a class might be? Oh, yeah. So we we do, I mean, it's all over the place. So our first class we ever taught was knife skills, which I think is really important for every home cook to know. But we do tacos and margaritas, fresh pasta, fried chicken and champagne. I sometimes am able to bring in some friends from the industry and get them to teach things. So uh, it helps that my boyfriend is a chef and he does a Filipino, some Filipino classes for us. Uh, I have a good friend who owns uh, Eastern European and pierogi restaurant. So she's done pierogi classes. We've had a local sushi chef do a sushi class. So we really try to focus on things. We're very focused on home cooking. So it's like, what, how can we get people cooking more at home and what can we teach them that would translate well to home cooking and also, you know, trends and classics and things like that. Oh, I love that so much. So how would you recommend people go about choosing a class? I mean, whether they're in Cincinnati or they're somewhere else, Orlando, like me, what should they be looking for if they're thinking about taking a class like this? Sure. So I think the first thing, you know, is to figure out what experience you're looking for. Virtual classes have blown up. You can have some really cool opportunities to take classes from people across the world and learn from subject matter experts. So if there's something you're specifically interested in, like I want to learn how to make New York style pizza, find that. That's really cool. But most people still want that in-person experience as well. So I would think about the format. Is it going to be a demonstration? Is it going to be a hands-on experience? Or is it going to be group cooking? Some cooking schools, you know, you will only maybe work on one or two of the recipes that are being taught. Some cooking schools, you might do everything every step of the way. So just think about, you know, what you're looking for there. Also, if you're looking for more entertainment and fun, based around cooking, or if you are looking for technical skills, uh, those are going to be two different styles of classes. And then finally, think about what menus, what do you want to learn? We have people come to us because they're like, I specifically want to learn fresh pasta. My grandma used to always make fresh pasta and I can't figure it out. Like I'm here to learn that. And then we have people who are just like, oh, I saw the fried chicken and champagne menu. Those are some of my favorite foods. I want to have a good time tonight. And, you know, of course, maybe you want to figure out who the chef is, Uh, If you want to learn from someone who's really, you know, focused on that, or if you're just like, I'm, I'm trying to have a good time. 
So can you tell the thing that that I, I was most resonating with me, entertainment versus skills, is can you tell by looking at the menu, like what this class is probably going to be? Is that is that what you would do? Or is there a different way to know what they're really focusing on? I think you can tell more so by the by the school. So there are, you know, there are some cooking schools out there that are run by culinary like programs, like accredited culinary programs. A lot of culinary schools offer schools for home or offer classes for home cooks as well. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that's going to be a little more technical. So if, if they have like a professional program, their classes might veer a little more technical. Mm -hmm. If it's somewhere that they advertise date night, they advertise, you know, oh, we have wine you can kind of pick up on the vibe that way, in my opinion, but also it doesn't hurt to call and ask. We have people call all the time who are like, I'm going to be getting it. I want to change careers and get a job in the food industry. Are your classes for me? And, you know, sometimes I'm like, well, it depends what you want to do, but we're not job training. We're all of our classes are taught by professionals, people with restaurant experience, culinary experience, but we are focused on having a good time and home cooking. So that's very different than restaurant cooking. Yeah, yeah, totally very different. And you don't have like accreditation either. They don't get a certificate that they could put on their resume. Well, I guess you could probably put on your resume that you did some <laughs> classes, but it's not it's yeah. not the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I totally hear that. Okay, so I want to talk, I know that you have, as you're teaching people in your classes, they're learning the specific dishes, but you're also making them better home cooks. And so if people want to be like more efficient in the kitchen, are there things that you recommend that they do or that you're teaching in the classes so that they learn those skills? Yes, absolutely. So one of the biggest things that we were taught in culinary school is to clean as you go. And I see this a lot. Now, if you come to a class at Tablespoon, we do all of the cleaning, the organization, the prep for you. So that makes it nice and easy. But when you're cooking at home, you want to clean as you go. So I learned this the hard way when I was teaching a lot of virtual classes, because I would end up with a big pile of dishes at the end of the class. And what you want to do is the number one thing is anytime you're doing a cooking project, start with a clean dishwasher empty that dishwasher out, have space in there. That is going to make a world of difference for you. I can't say I always follow this, but when I do, I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I'm glad I I did this today because then you don't get that backlog of dishes. You don't get that pile that you have to deal with. You don't get that clutter around your kitchen. You want to clean as you go. So don't save all of the cleaning and the dishes to the end. There's nothing worse than having a wonderful dinner and then being like, oh my God, I have to clean the whole kitchen and do all these dishes. That kind of ruins the joy for me. So I try to, as I am cooking, I put things in the dishwasher. I put ingredients away. I clean as I go. That will make such a difference. The other thing is that your mise en place. So this is a culinary term. It's a French term that means everything in its place or everything has a place. That means getting organized before you cook. So we're not going to, instead of, all right, I've got this recipe. I haven't even read it yet, but I I start reading the first instruction and it's, okay, let's heat some butter and onion in a skillet. Let's start sauteing that. All right. So I have my butter in, I'm chopping my onion. Now my butter is burning. I throw the onion in my pan's too hot. That's going to burn. So what we would do is we would get all the prep ready before we even started cooking. Mm -hmm. I always tell people when they're trying to understand this, when I was in culinary school, we weren't allowed to turn on a burner 
until our chef came over and examined our mise en place and said, yes, you are now ready to cook. So we had everything measured. We had everything chopped. We had everything in on a tray in front of us ready to go. And I think that's a little extreme for most home cooks, but you can use those similar principles. So before I turn on my burner, I'm going to have my ingredients ready and chopped. And that way, once I start cooking, I'm not going to have a, have a disaster on my hands. Mm -hmm. A lot of cooking is time management and heat management. So Mm -hmm. doing that prep work before you kind of get the action going is going to really save you some time. So do you actually cook like that at home? And I'm going to, I'm going to be more specific because I find, I mean, I've been cooking for a very long time and I know where, like I can look at a recipe or I'm often not cooking from a recipe. I'm cooking from my own head. I kind of know like, okay, that's going to be going. The onions and the butter are going for a couple of minutes. I can cut up my chicken then. Like I'm almost like doing so to, for me to save time in the kitchen, I don't do all the mise en place kind of thing first. I'm kind of picking and choosing based on what I think the timing of the recipe is going to be. Is that is that something you think people learn or? So I think as you gain experience, that's going to come more naturally. If you are a novice cook or you know your time management in the kitchen isn't great, then I would recommend going more towards the extreme side of things and doing more of that prep in advance. But as you get more comfortable in the kitchen, you start to have kind of that innate sense mm-hmm. and you want to, another thing is use your senses in the kitchen. So I've been in situations where I'm not anywhere near the pot, but I can say, Hey, you need to turn the heat down or that's burning because I smell it and I hear it. Mm -hmm. So you, as you become a more proficient cook, a lot of this stuff is just going to come naturally. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning of things, I do recommend kind of airing more on the side of like, having all your chopping done before you start, Mm -hmm. because it's easier to do that than to have it burnt and have to, or have to redo your work. And I also think with baking is a little different than cooking. So with baking, I really do do all my mise en place. And to me, that's just measuring and weighing all my ingredients before I start, Mm -hmm. because I do think it makes a bigger difference there. That makes sense to me. And I will say, I actually recommend to some of my friends who are proficient cooks, if they're talking about finding cooking stressful, if it's become stressful in their lives, then I say, you know, we don't have to be like Rachel Ray running around a kitchen. You can do like do the mise en place first and then relax while you're cooking and don't feel that frenzy. So I, I, yeah, I I would say that I often cook in that kind of quicker way, but when I'm feeling like rushed and and stressed and I don't even want to be in the kitchen, just getting all that chopping done feels better. Totally. And it also helps with the clean as you go sort of thing, because you can get everything prepped and then you, that is a natural time to take care of some dishes put away. Okay. I use, I'm done with my spices. I'm going to put that away. I'm going to put away my dry goods and then kind of reset a little bit Mm -hmm. and then start the cooking process. Yes. And I love what you were saying about the clean as you go stuff. I know that when I'm doing like a big dinner or having people over, I will run the dishwasher the night before, even if it's not full so that I know when I wake up in the morning, I can empty it and I'm starting with a clean slate. You know what I mean? I honestly, I hate putting away dishes. That's like one of my things where I'm like, I would rather wash them than put them away because it's just, you know, mental block, whatever. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I will just run it with a smaller load because I'm like, all right, that will be easier to put away. Then I'll have it done. They're out Mm -hmm. of my life Mm -hmm. rather than letting it kind of pile up, which is the same essentially as 
clean as you go. Um, yeah. I also, I all, I'll fill up the sink with soapy water. Like I don't always clean everything as I go, but I will start putting like the bigger pots and things that have stuff stuck so that when it does come time to clean later, it's already like the soap's done its work and it's so much easier instead of having that massive pile of like, in, you know, you sit down to dinner and you come back and everything's had an hour and a half to dry oh. on. It's the worst. Yeah. And I, Two things that just came to mind. One is Dawn Power Wash, I feel like has been like a lifesaver. It's an excellent product. It makes doing dishes just like way easier. Works really well. And the other thing. What is is that? What is that? So it's like Dawn, but it's like a spray. They developed it maybe like two years ago and you kind of spray it on. It works really well. Hmm. It's more of a foam than like the suds. Hmm. Um, And the other thing is, Think about where you can eliminate dishes. It almost, when you work at somewhere where you have to do your own dishes, it almost becomes like for me, sometimes a game where I'm like, how can I do this with the least amount of dishes possible? So almost challenge yourself and be like, do I need two separate bowls for this? Mm -hmm. Or can I do this in one bowl? Do I need to use a separate skillet for this? Or can I just wipe it out and do the next step. Absolutely. It's, it's, and that's, again, this proficiency thing, right? Like if I'm going to be working with raw chicken, I might use the same bowl, but I'll do that last. Like I'm strategizing that. The other thing that I do all the time is my measuring cup. Like I'll, if I'm measuring like a whole bunch of things together, it's a half cup of orange juice. I pour that in first and then two tablespoons of soy sauce. I'm measuring into the measuring cup because exactly. I don't need a bowl. The measure, or So using a slightly bigger measuring cup and then you just have the one And so reading the recipe, I mean, I actually write my recipes like this sometimes on my site, but when it says, use a small bowl to, my brain does this, wait, (laughs) I need a measuring cup anyhow, like why, you know? Yeah. And I'll use, I'll also think to myself like, okay, I know certain dishes take up more space in my dishwasher or certain things I have to hand wash. So I'm like, do I have to use that? Or can I use something smaller? Or can I use something that's easier to wash and put away. So you almost have to gamify it a little yes. bit and like get a challenge. Yeah. I think, I think that's actually one of the different, I mean, it's the different, you know, the joke that, that like I would make about like, if my boyfriend or somebody is cooking versus me, somebody less experienced and the, the kitchen is trashed at the end. And it's just because, well, they're not used to the cooking and cleaning up after they haven't gamified it in that way. They haven't thought through all those steps and all those options. But as you gain experience, and if you're thinking about it consciously, I, I sometimes feel like I'm playing Tetris in my head almost, right? Like, how can I fit these things together as quickly as possible? Exactly. And we do it at our classes. So when you come to a class, all of your mise en place is done for you. So you get a tray that has everything measured, labeled, ready to go. And all of your equipment is also set out for you as well. So we're constantly like our staff is constantly thinking like, okay, how can we simplify this? How can we simplify this? What spoon can they use twice? Do they really need that Mm -hmm. spatula? Because we do at the end of a class, we do dishes for 14 people. So yeah, we like to try to eliminate anything that is not 100% necessary. And and for home cooks, uh, if you love cooking, it's the cooking part you love, not the dishes part you love. So trying to spend more time doing the fun stuff and less time doing the dirty work is so much better. I want to ask you, like sort of two things that are maybe maybe related. I want to ask what your favorite class to cook to teach <laughs> is and what your favorite thing to cook at home is. Those two. Yeah. My favorite class to teach is probably our pie class. So we do a holiday pies class in November and December. It's one of our most popular. 
And I, I spent a lot of time learning how to bake pies. We focus on the pie crust, the dough. And so that for me is probably my favorite. The class has a really great flow and it's something that's really hard for people. Like pie crust is very intimidating. So I really like to be able to show people it's, it's simple to make at home. It just takes practice. And I also think that a you know, a lot of people use a store-bought pie crust because they're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to worry about it. And I totally get that. But the flavor payoff when you make your own crust is just night and day. Like there are some things where I'm like, yeah, you can buy that. It's not going to make a world of difference. Pie crust is not one of those. You learn how to make your pie dough. Like I can tell that this is going to sound a little snobby. I may be a little <laughs> bit of a pie snob. I can tell when a crust is not homemade just because of the flavor. Mm-hmm. The flavor and homemade crust is so much better. So that's probably my favorite class to teach because I think the students, it's fun and the students really get a kick out of it where they're like, whoa, I made this pie myself. And that's a skill that you can use every year. And it's it's impressive and there's a good sense of accomplishment. My favorite thing to cook at home, I like doing, okay, so I really love cooking from cookbooks. That is like, for me, relaxing. I have an enormous cookbook collection like several hundred. And so for me, it's really fun to get a new cookbook and find a recipe and like follow it because I like to learn that way. So sometimes I'll do kind of like project cooking like that, where I'm like, all right, I'm going to make something really outside of my comfort zone today. Mm. And I also have gotten into doing pizza at home. I really love it. I took an, a virtual pizza class from pizza school, New York, and Shout out to them. They're uh, Mark and Jenny, and they are phenomenal. But so I've really gotten into that because it's really fun and delicious. And then I like doing like soups and stews and things like that. I actually use my Instant Pot or Instant Pot a lot. Yeah, no, that sounds great. I I love I love my Instant Pot. But I'm actually just doing testing after we finish talking today. I am testing the air fryer for pizza dough. So I made a batch of pizza dough yesterday, and I'm going to try different shapes and things. It's so it's so fun. It's so fun to make pizza at home. It's really great. So this has been really exciting and inspiring, and I hope that people start going and looking for cooking classes they could take to learn more. If people want to find you, where is the best place that they can go to ask you questions or see more about what you do? Sure. So I'm on Instagram. It's at Jordan Hammonds. And then you can also follow at Tablespoon Cooking Co. And find us on our website, www.tablespooncookingco.com. That's fantastic. And I'll put those links in the show notes too for people. Thank you so much, Jordan. This has been really great. Thanks for having me. Well, I don't know about you, but I want to learn how to make pies from Jordan. I am not good at making pastry dough. People say my hands are too warm, or maybe it's just that Florida is too warm. I don't know, but I would love those tips from an expert like her. Wasn't that a great conversation? I really do want to get out and find some cooking classes, do some virtual classes just to sharpen my skills, get out and do some hands-on cooking classes with my boyfriend, have a fun night. I hope you're inspired also. And if you're in the Cincinnati area, you are the luckiest of people because you can actually go to Jordan's classes at tablespooncookingco.com. Check that out. Even if you're not in Cincinnati or if you're going to be in that area, really fun stuff going on there all the time. Okay, now let's move on to the meal plan for this episode. It's a five-day meal plan and I've chosen the recipes to kind of work together because they have some of the same ingredients, keeping your grocery list shorter, but 
palette, lots of variety, lots of fun on this one too. And so what you're going to do is you go to cookthestory.com slash meal plans and you'll see all of the meal plans that I talk about on this show there. You are looking for number 90. That's this one. When you click on number 90, you will get all the links to the recipes that I talk about, the instructions for what you need to do when, like you're making extra of something to use it another day and the printable grocery list that goes with it. So all of that chore of cooking is done for you. The meal planning, the grocery list making, you get to do the joy, the cooking, and the eating. Really, really convenient. Okay, so let's dive into this meal plan. We're starting on day one with a spatchcock chicken dinner. It's all done on one pan. You sort of cut the chicken open so it's flat and it cooks more quickly so that you can do it on a weeknight. And it's surrounded by little potatoes and asparagus. So it's all cooked on one pan. I will say use lime instead of lemon. The lemon is what's called for because we need limes later in the week for other things. It just makes sense. Then on day two, we're doing hot dog sliders and they have this really tropical salsa on them. Now it calls for peaches, but you're going to use the same fruits that are going to be later in the week for the tropical shrimp cocktail that I'm going to tell you about in a minute. But yeah, hot dog sliders. Who doesn't want that on a Tuesday? I know I really want that right now. Okay, then on day three of this meal plan, it is leftover chicken pho. So that's that Vietnamese soup. You're going to use the leftover chicken from the spatchcock chicken on day one. And you're going to make this really flavorful soup. But it's a very quick version. It is not traditional. It's done in 15 minutes. But lots of flavor in there. Then on day four, we're doing that air fryer pizza. I mentioned that I've been testing it. It is perfected now. And you're going to top that with tomato sauce, pepperoni, and mushrooms. And you're going to have a bagged salad of your choice on the side with that. Which brings us to day five, that tropical shrimp cocktail. This one has so many wonderful tropical flavors with the shrimp. Really, really festive and fun for your Friday. And you're going to have that with some garlic toast. Now that is our meal plan for the week. Head to cookthestory.com slash meal plans and click on number 90. It's all done there for you. And that is our show for the week. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you liked it, please tell a friend, tell two friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell anybody that you know who loves to cook and consider leaving a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. That helps spread the word to other people who are looking for cooking inspiration like us. And then I want to say thank you so much to Jordan Hammonds from tablespooncookingco.com in Cincinnati. So much inspiration, so much excitement. I want to take cooking classes from you anytime. I would love to do that. Thank you to Caroline Hull and her team at Wild Home Podcasting for producing this episode. And as always, thank you to Audio Snack for all the great music. Have a wonderful and delicious week. 